Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Humphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And today we're going to talk about that one thing that everybody has but nobody wants to admit to is envy. We're going to talk about that because you've done a lot of research, of course, like you always do. And we're going to find out the difference between envy and jealousy because there is a difference. And why it's called the Green Eye Monster. I did not know this, so you're going to talk about that too. But... I think we should sprinkle in a little bit of our own personal stuff when we talk about envy because I think it's something that we all have, right? I think it levels. Levels, yes. I mean, it's a spectrum like anything else as we keep finding out. And I think that most people either think that they don't have it when they really do or they have it and they really think it's something else. Right. I think that's a lot of it right there of just interpretations of being something being different. I think the most common, you said, said the green-eyed monster. I think that is a very common term. But being green with envy, and we're going to talk about oh, yes, that came that, from. Yep, that's true, too. So as we always do, we like to start out with the definition of things. So then that way we kind of have an understanding of what we're talking about, or at least we can define it, right? Right. Well, the definition for envy is a feeling of discontent or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Hmm. Um, a desire to have a quality possession or desirable attribute belonging to somebody else. So it really is about stuff, kind of, you know? It, or... it is about somebody having something that you want or you think you want. But we're going to talk, get more in depth in what that means because it's more than just that possession because that's what we're going to get into the jealousy of what jealousy is about that mm-hmm. thing that you want where The boat, envy, the car, the house. Right, exactly. But envy is about... Um, a negative towards the person who has it. Oh, so we're going to get go. into specific definitions of differences between jealousy and envy because it really is attacking the person versus wanting the product or whatever. So that uh, some of our listeners right now are going, huh? So if you hate a person for what they have, and that that's a little bit more on the envy part, where you just. Man, I really like to have that nice car she has. Right, exactly. Ah, and then there's somebody. There's a light bulb going off right now. With <laughs> well, one we're going to get more in depth than that here in a second. <laughs> but green with envy, as you said, uh, where did that come from? Because I thought you know that and the green eyed mm-hmm. monster, what we're most familiar with people saying it. Well, it actually goes back to Saucer's time, and he used the phrase green with envy. Because it was associated with jealousy dating back to the Greeks. Oh, the Greeks. Yeah, the so Greeks. Where a lot of things date back to the Romans. Uh-huh. So we've talked about all of our holiday shows. When we're talking about envy today, it dates back to the Greeks. They believe that jealousy was a result of an overproduction of bile, which turned the human skin a slightly green color. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to find that a lot in the definitions but green with envy, the fra- that phrase that we're fr- so familiar, is a direct quote from Shakespeare. As they all are sometimes. Right. He coined it uh, in the play Othello, where he said, Beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster with the mock the meat it feeds on. Mm-hmm. And we did have a guest on, that, that Michelle Epic Harris, that talked about all these phrases. And there we go, another one that... That's right. <laughs> um, he got the phrase, again, from the Greeks because of the pale green complexion that's associated um, also with fear, illness, and poor humor. Um, is so what you the turn Greeks green when from. you're not good yes. at paint. That's what it said. That's what I found, yeah. <laughs> you, you turn green when you can't tell a good joke, folks. There you go. <laughs> Uh, But the phrase green with envy was, again, directly related to Shakespeare. Uh, Green with envy, though, is something quite familiar. 
But since it began with the Greeks, um, it's really been talked about for you know really for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's also one of the seven deadly sins of the Catholic tradition, and they define it as being unreasonable, irrational, imprudent, vicious, or wrong to feel. Wow, I mean that's a, it. You can't get much <laughs> more of a direct <laughs> yeah, they, definition than that. <laughs> that's right, and they go on to say. That it is a sorrow which one entertains at another's well-being because of a view that one's excellence is in consequence lessened and states that envy is a sin that drives all other sins. I can see that, though. I mean, you really think about envy, it would really propel you to the other sins, right? I mean, Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And we talk about the greatest thinkers, you know, I, I love philosophy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, anything you talk about envy, this just went on and on and on, whether it be religious tradition or Greek tradition, or some of the greatest thinkers of our times put definitions to it. They may be a little different, but they all really agreed on the fact that you had to have a subject that which you're being envious, right? A rival, a person that you envy, some possession capacity or trait that one party possesses. Okay. Something okay. you're envious of. And Dr. Stewart would like to add that I think that when it comes to being envious, it has to be perceived to have a limit. I'm not envious because you have grass in your yard. No, that's true. You know, because there's an unlimited amount. I think that there really has to be a limit to it or a standard to it. I'm envious because your grass is greener in your yard or you Mm -hmm. have a bigger yard or you have a, you know, prettier yard or you have, you know, whatever. You have a pool in your yard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that if... If there's not a limit to it, I don't. I don't think that you can really be envious over something that you have that you that you have that there's that is not limitless. I, I can see that because so, yeah, again, like you say, if you're talking about gravel on a driveway, it, it, most people can do that. So, but yeah. if you're talking about a house out in wherever that's three stories tall and as wide as you know right. the open plains, that might be a little bit different. So, yeah. sure, I can see. So that. I added that. <laughs> So be it. Uh, it's our show. We can do there, that. That's right. But it's I added that I believe, I really think that it has to have, be able to have a limit. Okay. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's a pie kind of thing. That would make sense, though, because it, because you're never going to get your slice, right? Right. Exactly. Um, Aristotle, my favorite in the Nicotian Ethics, he says that envy is pain at the good fortune of others. But isn't it, though? I think that is uh, <laughs> really the best definition. I was going to say, it really is, because it does kind of just wrap it all up into a package, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense. So, so good for you, Aristotle, you know. <laughs> Kant's is a little bit longer. He says that envy is propensity to view the well-being of others with distress, even though it does not distract from one's own. It is a reluctance to see our own well-being overshadowed by another's because the standard we use to see how well off we are is not intrinsic worth of our own well-being, but how it compares with that of others. Envy aims, at least in terms of one's wishes, at destroying others' good fortune. And we're going to get into that a little bit more about envy and that it is really about destroying what other people have that you're envious of. Again, it goes well beyond jealousy of wanting what you have. A lot of people get well into the envy is that you want to hurt other people or you want to take away and you want them not to have those things because it's really, uh, again, more about the person than it is about the possession. And it definitely, I got to tell you, with all the definitions here and the philosophers and things of that nature, it does really paint it as 
a true negative thing. I mean, you, you cannot beat that Catholic interpretation of it. It is yeah. straight negative. But is it always negative? Because I've heard at least it's like, well, if it propels you to get, you know, to go forward and tackle something or achieve something, then it's a good thing. So is it always a bad thing? Well, you know, if you look it up and you Google it, you're going to find all over the board to answer that question. (laughs) I think the most common, though, is that envy is always going to be negative and just really kind of jealousy magnified. Oh, okay. As we we would interpret it. But you will find some that say envy motivates you and stuff like that. And I I don't necessarily think that that can be true if you go by the true definition of what what envy envy is. Because, I mean, for me at least, I it's it's okay to be a little envious because that's what makes you work hard and strive. But I think you're using the wrong word in that because Mm -hmm. I think by definition, envy is... Negative. I was going to say, because it sounds like envy, you passed jealousy five miles back, you know? Right, and exactly. You, I mean, you're in it now. I read a really good example, and it said that, let's say you compare a house, my house, to somebody else's house. Okay. Right? Uh, it's big, it's beautiful, and I want a house like that. And it motivates you to work for a house that is um, bigger and better than something like you want. That's motivating you. That's the motivating piece. And you can be jealous of the house. But again, it's not negative about the person. It's that you kind of want their house. Right. So you like if I went so into somebody's jealousy. house, I'm not mad at them for what they've achieved. I would really like to have something like this. Right. That could be jealousy and that could be used to motivate you. Okay. Right. But if you see the positive and not the anger in that having something that you want and it's positive, again, that could be appreciation for the difference not anger and resentment that's present with envy. Mm. So you can have appreciation for this really pretty house, and I really would like this, and so it motivates me to go work harder or figure out how I can save for it or figure out how I can have that house. Again, you might be jealous that they have the house, but that's not envy because envy is being negative against the person because they have the house. And does it start with the anger or and the resentment? So then that way when that starts festering, you can't... I guess you can't launch yourself or propel yourself forward when you are so in thick with resentment towards right exactly and because I you think can't it, have resentment towards the house you love the house right you have to have resentment towards the person that has the house again there you go okay You're starting to get to get the difference ah. again jealousy and envy are similar but they're the huge differences between the two jealousy is wanting again what someone has you want their house but there's something good about it and something good that you want to have for yourself By definition, right, envy is sorrow, sadness, or anger at the goodness of someone else that that person is having it that lessens what you have yourself. So the key difference between envy and like jealousy is I do not just want to possess the thing that you have, but I want to destroy it in you. Mm. So it's very personal in that it's really about not necessarily the possession. It's about the person. So coming into your home and then saying, oh, you have a beautiful home. It's like, why does she get to have that? Yeah. Why does, I mean, what does she, so when you're doing, when we're adding that actual pronoun, if you will, then that when we're saying, hey, we're cutting you down. Yes. In the process. Okay. Right. St. Augustine called envy the diabolical sin because it seeks to minimize and or destroy what is good. I can see that because yeah. again, you, like you said, you can't if you you can't have resentment towards the house. You love the house. 
Right. You know, you yeah. want to destroy the person that has the house. Right. And that you know, the example that you were giving, there was a, a very similar one in Psychology Today, December 29th of 2019 by Dr. Golden. And he said, with regard to seeing, again, that beautiful house, and going with this example, we could react with, how come they get to live there? What makes them so special? Or worse, they don't deserve a house like Ooh, that. Ooh, didn't think about that one. Those thoughts fueled hatred and aggressive towards those who own the house. So it's not about the house, right? It's about the person that they don't deserve it. Uh, yeah, I and, mean, that's and true. Off, yeah, and often the envy is malicious and creates, again, resentments, annoyance, annoyance, and wishes of ill will towards those that own the house. We might think they don't deserve to live in a house like that. Or that owner should lose possession of that house, either due to hardship or even by flames. And how many times do people run their mouth about stuff like that? Mm-hmm. And unlike jealousy that is a directed towards the good of the nice of the house, envy is the destruction of the person. Or even, I would say in this example, the destruction of the property. Yeah, because... To do it, harm to the person. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that you'd be okay with that because they they don't deserve it anyway. Exactly. So according to the research by Vandeven, deep-seated envy leads to pleasure in seeing the suffering by those we envy. Ooh, so there you go. We're getting pleasure. Right, we're getting pleasure out of seeing their house burn down. So the Psychology Today article stated that destructive envy has to start with an internal feeling of less than, right? It has to. Yeah, I feel less than. And then seeing through comparison... Right, another having possession attributes or behaviors, we are envious, and those things are a trigger to our own feeling of inadequacy, which triggers our anger. I mean, that's some Cain and Abel stuff there. I mean, if you there's think- a lot of examples of Cain and Abel. If you want to, I don't have any in here, but that's funny because if you look it up, if you Google it, there's they uses Cain and Abel as an example of the biblical interpretation of envy well i mean think about that though for a moment you know especially with siblings and you grew up the same you you did the same stuff and then one achieves success and the other one doesn't and they find themselves like man what did i do or what doesn't start with that what did they do that was so damn special. Why did right. they get to drive that car? I mean, I I went to the same college. What what makes them so special? Exactly. There and there it starts. And interestingly enough, you talk. It about just the happens same. to be my brother's name is Kane. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But anyways, go ahead. The article also talked about that our envy is usually around someone that we think should be equal. Like mm, right? you said, the yeah. same college. They use the example. As if we're more concerned about our standing in our own tribe than how we match up against members of a different tribe. For example, a ninth grade student may be more concerned about their standing with other ninth graders than about their standing as, say, against a high school senior. A person that is, you know, works at Amazon has a house that is very nice, but the houses across the street are 10 times larger the Amazon worker has a high school diploma and is making a good living and supporting his family just fine. The cardiac surgeon across the street that graduated from Harvard, we might not compare ourselves to those people is what this is saying. I wouldn't. Because yeah. there isn't a similar strand. They're not in your same tribe. So that it's when we, cons- we look at our same tribe, which gets into the why, you know, one of the reasons why we did, uh, two, we did an unhappiness show and two how to be happy shows. And it directly relinked to... Social media, one reason, the main reason why Americans are so unhappy. 
So when we're talking about our tribe, we're talking about our friends, our yeah. close-knit things. So our co- same people who went to college with us, the same people that are the same age with us. Whatever we want to consider is our tribe, however we see that, and people may are going to define that differently. But in the happiness, when we talk about Facebook, so those people on Facebook are going to be our tribe because they're our friends. Yes, right? yeah. Now, they could be all over the board. They could have went to different colleges. They could have big houses or little houses. They could have all kinds of different things, but you're going to consider them potentially in your tribe. Your equals. Your equals. So those people are people that you're going to do your comparison to, and you're going to go back and potentially be envious of, which is one reason why we're so unhappy. So think about that for a moment. So you you clicked on, you haven't talked to this person in 30 years. They were your high school friend, and you didn't talk to each other after high school. 20 years later, you connect on Facebook. And you still compare them as your equal, even though they could have gone off to Harvard and became a cardiac surgeon, and right. you went off to Amazon, right? right? And I want to point out there's nothing wrong with working at Amazon, but... <laughs> right, just an example. It, but it's just an example. But you still compare them as an equal. Potentially, Potentially, yes. because they're yeah. your friends. You clicked yep. on them. Okay. And the research found that we literally get stuck there, right? When we get stuck in that envy of the anger that we're unable to see the snapshot of our own comparison of comparing their highlight reel to our bleeper reel in our minds. And we get focused on and in the anger and that we never get the root cause of the envy and then it just becomes a huge cycle. So the research indicated that when you are a very envious person, whether it be because people live their lives here, mm-hmm. they're envious of everyone and everything because they don't think anybody deserves anything and they live here. Mm-hmm. These angry people... And some of us are just envious over little, you know, other particular things. But the, the research found that when you really get into this, that you're unaware to see it. You, you don't see it. Okay. You might know you're angry or whatever, but you're not going to realize that it is an unrealistic comparison and that you are actually hurting yourself because you are wishing ill will on somebody else. Well, and you really think about this. Okay, so, and we've talked about this in previous shows. Facebook is like the ultimate envy starter because you're only seeing these people on vacation or these filters where it makes them look like they just got a facelift and you know it's just like you're seeing they're they're sitting on beaches and they're riding jet skis and you're sitting over here going man my car won't start for me to go to work tomorrow but that's right it is the ultimate i hate you Though Facebook does not sponsor the show, obviously, but you know, just like, but yeah, I can see this. But I think the key thing from this research is to indicate that that we put a blindfold, right? Mm-hmm. That the, the envy when we feel it and we get stuck in it creates a blindfold towards others um, and starts to not allow us to see the things that we could be grateful for, um, the things that we possess, the things that we we should be focused on, and I, that was it was really good at at giving the research around a ton of research on this topic that you get, you get blinded to it. I I would imagine. How could you not? Because especially when you get angry about stuff, the only thing you can think about is that, and you think you're justified in it, obviously. Right. And when you live in this place, you start really seeing all the things that others have that you don't. And failing to see see. what you do. Yeah, exactly. You start living in a place um, of anger, resentfulness, and wishing bad upon others. And that is based on research. If you are an envious person and you get stuck in this cycle of envy, you're living in a place of anger, resentfulness, and wishing bad upon others. 
And don't we always start that? It's like, you know, I don't wish them ill will. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, if you start with that, I'd probably look at that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, you know, so if you start a sentence like, you know, I don't hate them and I don't wish anything bad upon them. But, well, let's, yeah, but, you know, so let's, yeah. maybe you should stop there. Right, exactly. <laughs> really take a good look at that because it leads to depression, anxiety, development of prejudice. Do we not see mm-hmm. that present in the world today? And personal unhappiness um, and the health-related negative effects were endless. I mean, you name it, cancer, oh. <laughs> hypertension, heart, heart disease, disease, you name it. It, it. it just went on and on and on. Because living with anger really intensifies the symptoms of those things, of the depressions, and resulting in social anxieties, mm-hmm. and which then go into loneliness. And we did a whole show on that loneliness is at epidemic levels in this country. Well, and I, it, it is. I mean, depression, especially now, because we're still in the midst of the COVID. And again, Facebook is really a lot of people's best friends. So, I mean, you're just seeing that reel go over and over and over again. Right. And I, so I think that these studies are really important, at least that they can show that this is actually going on. And I mean, it's not only for us, you know. I mean, in, doesn't teens have a problem with this too? There was quite a bit of research on that too because this envy piece, um, if it's not dealt with in teens, really led to bullying and lashing out at others because of jealousy over clothes, boyfriends, successes, um, just really anything, any other targets. But the teens are really facing this as an epidemic problem. In schools, and it's really leading to a lot of the bullying things that we found because they're envious of whatever. Well, and I, I got to tell you, it's been a long time since I was in high school, but I know clothes was a big thing when I was in high school, and you could just see some of the envy that went on that mm-hmm. kids that had versus the kids that had not. And, it and then when it gets terrible. out of control, then they start hurting each other. They yep. start coming into school and shooting it up. They mm-hmm. start stealing things. And if you just think about it, you know, even as us as adults, if, if, if there's a blindfold and we're not able to actually see it, right, we're getting stuck in it and we're not seeing it, how well are we communicating? That, we're not. Right. Because even if you're trying to contain yourself, you've got body language, tone of voice, attitude, facial expressions, you name it. It must <laughs> be nice. Writing email in caps. Right. Yep. It must be nice. Or exactly. Those type of things. Those are real triggers that you can, uh, if you're especially if somebody's coming at you, you can, mm, exactly. Yeah, I probably need to take a look at this. But you know, back to the Greeks and Shakespeare's definition, it literally is the meat that feeds upon itself. So That's it kinda, is going yeah. to destroy you and eat you up from the inside out and destroy everything good in your life. And I mean, I want people to think about that for a moment. The good in your life. Because when you're in envy, you don't think that there's anything good because Bob has it. Sarah has it. You know, they don't have, you don't have what they have. So you got to be mad at them for it. So what what are the good things in your life, right? Right, 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 right. Because that's, that's where you really need to focus. Yeah. Because if you're focused on what you don't have and you're angry or worse that someone else has it, kind of whatever it is, <laughs> um, you're creating your own hell. When you focus on what you what they have, um, then you're going to focus on that you're not enough, and that's kind of what you feed yourself, and that's exactly what you're going to have is not enough. Yeah, because you can't move on from there, right? I mean, you're just in that endless loop of, and you'll find the next person. Let's say Bob moved on. You'll find Sarah, and Sarah moved on. You'll find Alice or whatever. So, I mean, it, you'll see this loop just go over and over again. It, gosh, it would be a hell, wouldn't it? 
It Just would. And again, it feeds upon itself. It leads to depression, again, heart problems, cancer, high blood pressure. Um, one of the research indicated few or no friends, uh, true sense of isolation. Well, how could it not be? Because again, if you're always around people and you're always comparing yourself of what they have that you don't, I mean, you're going to lose friends quick. And there's only so many times your friends are going to be able to hear, well, it must be nice that you, you know, you got to go to a park. I've never been to a park, you know. (laughs) There's something as silly as that. You start losing people out of your life because they don't want to, they just don't want to deal with that. When, you know, anger and depression is contagious. Oh, yeah. It feeds upon itself. People just can't stay in that state. You just, Mm-mm. I mean, these people just suck the life out of you. Uh, there's been many country songs written about it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. And they can be dangerous, both literally and figuratively. In extreme, they're out of control. They can be very abusive, like we talked about bullying in person or cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, road rage is another, you know, example of people being out of control by their anger. But again, they can be very dangerous. And it kind of fell into two different boxes, the harmless or maybe potential threats of envy, of where somebody's going to fall in that. Okay. Because we said earlier that people live in this place. So when, you, when you're thinking about that, are they harmless or there are they a potential threat, you really need to decide the level of the threat, right? The people that don't like you, um, that talk under your breath or bad jokes, like say at work, but they don't have the power or really the guts to actually harm you. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, those people that just, you know, complain about you at the water cooler. Mm-hmm. Maybe they may undercut you, but they really don't have any, any power well, to hurt or you. power. Yeah. Right. It talked about uh, that you really should just ignore the person, the comments or the jokes. Don't give them any of your power by arguing back at them because that's really what they want. Like a bully. Eventually they're going to go away if you don't react. Um, and giving them the attention gives them the power through your, their manipulative game playing um, if you continue to play along. Oh, absolutely. So it said, you know, if these are people that are just, you know, envious of what you have, you can't control that. There's nothing you can do about it. Just ignore them and, and kind of manage it that way. But if these people can do you harm or are attempting to do you harm, that's completely different. And it talked about that um, that people, again, that have the at work that have the power to sabotage your job, those that are emotionally abusive to you. We talked a lot about this in the difficult people show and the toxic people show. I mean, these are people that could literally harm you, right. physically harm you. Um, if it's possible, address to the person immediately and point out the actions and try to de-escalate the event from the very beginning, if that's possible. Again, if you're at work. Find a way to cut the person's power of you. So maybe go to HR. In some cases, you may have to find a new job. If it's at home, create an exit plan, if possible. Ask for help. Mm-hmm. Get assistance from family if this is becoming out of control. We see gaslighting and abusive yeah. behaviors, right, in this of anger issues, hyper, being hypersensitive, controlling, isolating their behavior or isolating your behavior. Um, minimizing or ignoring your successes. You know, in, ex- in extreme, you may have to take legal action against some of these people, or you may have to find exit strategies 
if it's at home or if it's family or whatever, because these people could be very, very dangerous. We see that in the world that we live in. People are killing people all the time Absolutely. because they're envious of them. Well, and, and again, we're talking about something that you, if you're part of the situation where you're in harm's way, you definitely need to seek professional help in some way because we've all been, and we've all had jobs where we've had bosses that could potentially derail our careers because they're gaslighters and things of like that nature. But for me, I mean, my advice would be find a new job out there because life is much too short to spend one third of your life at least at a, at a place that's going to treat you like that. You deserve much better in life. Well, and remember that if someone is an extreme in this, the research indicates that they're not aware of it. Exactly. So they're out of control. And they think they're in control. Right. And that makes them even more dangerous. Yes. So that's a big thing is to understand that you can't reason with someone in this state. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really hard to give advice that if this is something that's happening in your home. Again, seek professional help on this because we can give you some ideas on how to work towards that, but you really need somebody to guide you through this. Right. It, We're just saying today that in extreme, yeah, this in is extreme, what it looks like, it? and you, yeah. We're just providing information. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's really just important that people understand that this can get out of control, and it can get out of control quickly. I did find some steps on helpful tips of how to move past this destructive envy. Well, because we all need that. Of course, you know, we can't, we, we can, we can talk about it all day long, but how do we get past it? Well, and I think part of one of the big ones is getting past it requires acceptance that there's always going to be somebody bigger, better, better than you are. Right. That just is. <laughs> it is. You know, yes. I mean, you you can be the biggest and the baddest on the block for now. Somebody is always going to take that spot. Mm-hmm. You are never going to be the biggest and the baddest all the time. You're just it just is not possible. Some of the helpful tips are going to be to recognize you're comparing yourself to others and remind yourself that no one has it all. Right. Okay? Again. If you get on Facebook, this research indicates that people are more unhappy when they get off Facebook than when they got on. If that is you, you need to limit your time on Facebook <laughs> because you need to stop comparing yourself to other people because these people don't have it all. Run your race. Right, exactly. And learn what triggers your internal esteem issues that lead to being jealous or envious of others. Remembering that envy tells us more about how we feel about ourselves than it does about the other person or that trait or achievement possession or whatever it is that you're envious of in this other person. Figuring out what triggers you. You know, if everybody that you know that has a million-dollar home just makes you angry, okay, then immediately <laughs> take a look at that. What are your triggers? Yeah, I would say Because you're going to find that. consistent ones. Right. Yeah, and I got to tell you, if you say, no, that's not it, that's okay. probably a trigger. Right. If you're getting angry about that... Uh, That's probably one of the things that you need to look at. Remember that genuine positive self-esteem is something that only you can cultivate in yourself through work on yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody can make you believe something. Nobody's going to force self-awareness, as Michelle O'Mara said. Mm -hmm. Remember that genuine self-esteem is founded on comparing ourselves to ourself, not to Mm. other people. So it's about you improving and you getting better, and it's not about anybody else. It's about you. And, and you improving. And you can have goals and objectives. And if you want that million-dollar home, you can have, make a plan to get it. Right. Yeah. That's comparing you to you. You to you today to where you want to go tomorrow and put a plan in place, work that plan, 
put some contingency plans in there when things don't work out and and move ahead but not living in a place of anger because somebody else has something yeah because that's going to get you absolutely nowhere i can tell you it's not going to get you near a million dollar home you might be able to drive past one to get angry again but you know (laughs) there you go the next is to think about what you think about right with our our slogan all the time um who's who's influencing your circle right avoid negative and envious people it's contagious if you want to hear what's wrong with the world, get around somebody who's an envious person, a negative person, an angry person, and they're going to tell you, and you could clearly, they're going to point out everything on your laundry list and yes. everything in the world that isn't right or isn't fair. <laughs> and there's plenty. <laughs> there's plenty. And if you want to spend all your time focusing on those things, um, these are the ones that you want to spend your time with. And if you don't, they need to exit. I agree with you because I. how many times have you heard people talk about it? It's like all they did all day long was complain. Yeah. Why did you spend, why did you give up your life for those five hours to listen to that? You know, I get it. You can't always just get out of something. Especially if this is family. Yeah, especially if it's family. But, you know, try to find a way to limit your time with them or you're going to have to find a way to be okay with them doing that for two or three hours so you can get back to your life. You well, if, if, that, if you're struggling with family issues on that, we go through a whole series <laughs> in our Thanksgiving show of how to, how to not do that. How to not do that. Uh, the next is to spend time with grateful people. Oh, that would Just be like one. being negative is contagious, so is gratitude and positivity. And grateful people can help you see what you can be grateful for. Again, these you're going to... F- be around people that help you feel good about what you have versus people who f- make you feel bad about what you don't have. Exactly. And I, again, we all know that being grateful is much harder to do than it is to be angry and envious all the time. Yeah. But if you're around people that are grateful, that ha- are being grateful, man, it, it's like a habit. So, you know, it 66 is. days and you'll be able to be a lot more grateful about the things that you do have. And you can do that by simply making a list every night before you go to bed or in the morning when you wake up. Yep. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? I mean, seriously, there is something in your life, I promise you right now, no matter how bad it is, that you can be grateful for. Not a false grateful, you know, like, I'm so grateful I didn't get in a car wreck today. I mean, but a real grateful thing. And you can start there. And if you have to tell yourself that every damn day to make yourself feel a little bit better... Then do that. Start there. Well, if you're listening to us right now, you have internet or data on a phone package or an iPad true. package. So you have that to be grateful for. Exactly. So shift your focus away from envy and what you don't have to the gratitude of what you do have. Celebrate the success of others, right? Stop viewing your life as a pie and really support people in their successes because life is not a pie i know that that is a real common thing to believe that it's a pie but it's not there is enough love and enough money and enough everything to go around Mm -hmm. if you want it so help other people be grateful help celebrate their successes and that's only going to make you feel better about yourself and not only that but then they're more receptive to helping you it's, it's a reciprocal relationship i mean think about that if you just take the time if you have a friend that just graduated from college and you're thinking man let me take you out to lunch and, and just be grateful that you've been you were able to do that i mean think about the impact that that might have on him or her right exactly well and one of, that's one of the good things about facebook 
Mm-hmm. When's your birthday, right? I mean, yeah. how many people are surprised when they open up their Facebook on their birthday and they've got all these happy birthdays and you think, wow, that that's, that's a cool. lot of people. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Celebrate other people's accomplishments, successes, things that are good days for them. Uh, don't withhold that stuff. Be a generous person and, and appreciate other people and let them know. Yeah, and exactly. And it doesn't necessarily need to cost you anything because if you are that envious person or you do, why were they able to graduate from college and I didn't? I wasn't even able to go? You know, I get that. And I really do. And I think what we're talking about is starting out with some kind of grateful gratitude. Man, if you make an awesome, I don't know, fruit salad... Man, and everybody loves your fruit salad. Take them over some fruit salad and say, man, you know, congratulations. Exactly. You know, yeah, that's all you got to do. Something simple. Um, one of my favorites is give what you need. Mm-hmm. I'd say that all the time. But I think that in terms we usually talk about that is um, if you know that you are lonely, then you need to go out and help somebody else feel important, right? Right. If, if you don't. If you feel like you don't have enough money, then you need to be a giver. Mm-hmm. Those type of things. Because what you give is what you're going to get. But I think you need to know the difference between what you need and what you want. Oh, yeah. And I think that that is very hard for a lot of people to actually separate. Right. Because if you can give what you need, you're always going to have what you need. You might not have what or who you want, but you're always going to have what you need. It's just a promise from God if you're going to give what you need. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, they, it, so these are the things that you can do to really kind of you know, circumvent the envy in your life. It'll just give you a chance to take pause. Right. Because we all have it. I mean, like we were talking about earlier in the show, we all have levels of envy in our life. I might be envious because you might have something that I don't or vice versa. And I, you know, funny enough, I did talk to a friend about this. And one of the things that she talked about which I won't mention her name because she listens to the show. <laughs> but, it, you know, she talked about, you know, sometimes I'm envious of people that don't have children because they have a lot more free time. Hmm. And she goes, it, now it's not that she doesn't love her children and all that thing, but she was envious of that. Well, funny enough, on the flip side, I don't have children. Sometimes I'm envious that of people that do have kids because yeah. I don't know what that's like. So, I mean, these are the things. So think about that when you're being envious of something. You know, maybe you're talking to somebody that, oh, has this beautiful house. They're a cardiac surgeon. And the only thing that they can think about is I haven't had a vacation in three, four, ten years. And, and I'm always at work or I can't ever just relax. You don't know what they're going through and whatever they have that you might want. Right. It came at a cost somewhere. Exactly. And then just remember that, you know, jealousy can be a problem. Yes. But envy we're talking about is something different. And yes. If if you want, you can still be angry over, I want that and I can't have it. Of course you can. <laughs> but when we're if talking about you have anger towards the person <laughs> mm-hmm. and it starts getting a little out of control. That's and every right. time you see this or hear this person or whatever, you're resentful and angry and you're just getting all fumed up. Your heart you, beats faster. You right. just Yeah. You know, you need to take a look at that. That's what we're talking about. Exactly. Today. Those are the things that that can get out of control really quickly. And just remember that a lot of those times, if somebody's pointing it out to you, that's a good thing. And maybe you can point it out to other people because the research indicates that when we're really in this, that there's a blindfold on and that you're really not going to be aware of it because you're so en- encapsulated in it. 
I agree with you 100%. I mean, so there you go, folks. You have some actual concrete definitions of what envy is. We've given you some examples of how to look for it, and we've even given you some ways to kind of circumvent it. So if you are that person, take some time out. And really, again, as I always try to point out as many times as I can, start out being grateful. Right, exactly. That really is the flip of the whole thing. Exactly. If you can start out from there, then I think a lot of stuff might fall into place. But if you do find yourself welling up with anger because Joe has something you don't have, try to find that trigger. Right, exactly. (laughs) And remember, don't beat yourself up because it's based on low self-esteem. So beating yourself up is only going to make this worse. It's not going to make it better. This has been around a really long time. We are not the only ones to talk Apparently, about this. Cabinet. That's right. The Greeks have talked about it. Saucer talked about it. Shakespeare coined it. It's been around forever. It's been talked about by almost all of the major great thinkers of our time. It's in the Bible. It's, you know, <laughs> the Catholic tradition is very strong in this. It is not just you, right? It is a human condition that somehow or another we're predispositioned to potentially get stuck in. So it's not your horrible and awful, uh, unless we're talking about the really destructive when people are really out to harm you uh, and those people really need help. But just our everyday stuff, when you need to look at it, uh, don't let it beat up on your own self-esteem. Just start working on it and figuring out what's triggering it and how you can make it better. And know it's been around forever. Absolutely. Cain and Abel. There you there go. You go. Cain and Abel. There you go. <laughs> so we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living on Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life on purpose, on purpose.